0: Welcome to the Average Joe Debate Show. Hi there, ladies and gents. Thanks for joining us here on the Average Joe Debate Show. This is our first episode. By, by all means, make fun of our theme because it is a work in progress and any type of opinions or anything we do like to have. Uh, starting off here, we've got me, myself, Mr. Maxwell, or Maxie as we go, and over here we've got... The Rust Man himself, Mr. Russell. Um, just a little bit about the format of the show. We'll start off with some news stories and then just get in some uh, Average Joe debating. So, uh, by all means, introduce yourself, Rusty.
1: And now I'm just for words, and uh, I'll apologize personally for the theme. It was all of my making
0: and not real flash. we we'll get into some news. Absolutely. So, first thing that I'm going to take a look at here is UN urges EU to speed registration, relocation of refugees. Um, Obviously, we're looking at a pretty dire situation of everything that's going on in Europe at the moment, but do we really think that speeding up the process of relocating people from, you know, the terrorist hotspot of the world is the best idea? Personally, I think slow and steady wins the race, but at the same time, winter is coming, and this isn't Game of Thrones.
1: you've got a lot of people there who are sitting there, they've got nowhere to be, nowhere to live. They're, They're living in camps, they're living in tents. It's not an ideal situation, but rushing that amount of people into a country and trying to get them set up is a lot of strain to put on a country. Immigration is something that's set up to slowly increase population, slowly allow people in. If you go dumping a huge group of people on it, it's going to overload the system.
0: Oh, it absolutely is, and um, this is something that needs to be done. Not Not only needs to be done, but needs to be done right, and it needs to be done carefully. Otherwise, we're just going to have a whole situation like we had and we'll still have in Somalia these days, in Kenya, still having refugees and all that issues there. So that's the short news story number one. Oh, let's get on. We'll stick with the
1: refugee theme. We'll go over to... Uh... The Australian government that's secretly flown out a pregnant refugee out of the country and, and sent her back to Nauru where she was raped and being kept there she was flown to Australia to have an abortion at her request uh didn't go to the appointment she was given asked for more time it seemed that the government was going to have to keep her and and keep her and move her into Australia and at the last minute, they've chartered a flight to get her back to Nauru so that they're not responsible for her anymore.
0: And uh, I, I wish we kind of had our sound effects more up and running and professional, but just seriously, what the shit? I mean, this this whole offshore processing of all of our refugees at the moment for a country that has vast, incredible amounts of open land is, is just been an absolute cock-up. Um, and to have such an atrocity occur very little investigation done trying to hide everything is possible and then i suppose at the same time not being able to hide things well enough that even the guardian can't find out about it um it's it's just it stinks from the from the very start and, and it's a bit disappointing at this stage hopefully we can start moving on to something a little bit cheerier but uh that's, uh, that's the world we live in these days. Uh, next one we've got going here is Barack Obama delays withdrawal of US troops from Afghanistan. Um, not not to sound like the the kind of cynic here, but is anyone shocked? It's uh, kind of up and leaving a place that's been completely de-stabilized, kind of not that it was all that stabilized in a positive way, but completely destabilized by seeking out some kind of Phantom menace, so to speak. Sorry for the Star Wars reference. That um, it's yeah. Is anyone shocked? I mean, I'm not at all. What about you? I don't think it's a surprise to anybody.
1: It's it's the kind of thing where you say that you're going to pull all your troops out to win elections. You say it to raise public support, but realistically, anyone who has paid any attention whatsoever to what's going on in in the Middle East, be it Afghanistan, Iraq. You, they can't leave. They they have not left the place in a in a stable environment that can be governed by the people they've put in power. It's it's as simple as that.
0: Yeah, it's um, and I think more to the point. I mean, is it appropriate to to have kind of made this promise that we well not we but I mean. Oh well, no, Australia's done
1: the same thing. Australia yeah. made a promise to get all the people out, and I, I'd have to check my facts, but I, I'm pretty sure we've got most of the Australian troops out other than people who were training. Come the on, the show isn't about fact-checking. What are you talking yeah, about? We, we make things up and go from the... I shoot from the hip. We, we did the same thing, and Australia did it once again for election power. Say we're going to get all our troops home. Has it happened? No, we still have troops there, and we're going to have troops there until... Afghanistan is either completely back to being run by the Taliban or it's stable. And I don't see that happening in the next
0: five to ten years. No, no. I don't think that's possible. So once again, hopefully we can move on to something cheerier. Well, a little bit cheerier for some people.
1: I'm sure they'll enjoy it a bit. Uh, The Australian federal government has just announced that they will be setting up a system to grow medical marijuana for use in trials because the states and territories cannot legally grow it or import it, but the federal government may have found a way around it. So it looks at the moment that they will be doing the growing of the medical marijuana for state trials, which I believe are starting in Victoria. Uh,
0: How they are going to work their way through that minefield? I don't know. I, I don't know how you can kind of use the term. They're going to figure a way around it. It's, it's their rules. It's their the, laws, it's the, that's it. it. It's, it's federal law. It's federal government. It's fe-
1: All the laws in Australia are federal. Fe- Some obviously reply, well, put the onus on the states and the territories to run things, but our laws are federal. We don't have state laws like the U.S. has certain laws in different states that aren't the same in others. Yeah, there is rules in different states that are a little different, but the laws are the laws of the country. And for the federal government to have to find a way around is, is a little bit sad.
0: And then this is probably a topic that we'll, we'll, we'll touch on much more in, in depth later on. But, I mean, it's still a bit ridiculous that we're having to find these loopholes for medicinal marijuana when Tasmania is the largest uh, opium grower in the world for morphine and Western Australia has just gotten uh, uh, the right to be able to grow opium itself for morphine. So we're looking at opiates for pa- nothing more than pain killing when there is multiple medical applications for marijuana as a whole, L- a lot less addictive. And, and like I said, we won't go on too much detail because we will <laughs> undoubtedly sometime later in the show. I'm, I'm sure we will. <clears throat> but I mean, like where's the common sense? But uh, okay, let, let's move to something uh, Oh not no, maybe a bit more fun, but a little bit off the wall. Um, there's a German elephant hunter and um, killed the largest elephant in Africa, apparently. I'm not quite sure how you keep that record, but uh, from if you can keep that record, it just shows how few of these things are actually out there. Uh, but they say that he's going to be named and shamed vows the Zimbabwe Task Force. Now um I'm 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 not a, a big game hunter. I'm I'm not even a, a small game hunter. I, I still feel guilty for uh killing fish when I when I accidentally hook them in the throat. But I I can't find myself sympathizing with a government that does make so much money from allowing hunting in in its um in its borders. I mean Zimbabwe has made a lot of money out of I mean sightseeing uh, safaris but they do make a lot of money from actually shooting these animals which has actually been proven to be quite good for the populations if it's handled and done legally so I'm not quite sure why we're looking at at naming and shaming I think we need a better crackdown on laws and better definition of the laws before naming and shaming a German hunter
1: I feel feel like this guy may have just been lumped in with the uh, American dentist who killed the lion I mean Whole different story there, obviously with the lion. It wasn't just out in the wild. There was a, a whole backstory to the way it happened and how it went down, and, and how he's shown it off as a, as a trophy shot. But to turn around and now say anybody who shoots any animal and, and it happens to be big or record or, or something, you know, something special, something like an elephant or a lion, especially to westerners and people who obviously haven't spent a lot of time in Africa we think of these things a lot more fondly probably than some people in Africa who see these things all the time you know to us it'd be like seeing well I say a kangaroo but people, some people (laughs) still get a bit excited about seeing kangaroos I love Skippy man,
0: what are you talking about? But
1: you know to to us we see a a dingo or a kangaroo or something and to us it's just another dingo or a kangaroo whereas over there you know some might say a a lion or a, a elephant or a giraffe or something like that to them is the same thing so I mean to them locally it's probably not as big a deal as it is to Western society and maybe that's why this is getting so much attention
0: and and I mean one of one of the things that they, they're trying to say here is um, the the size of this elephant shows that it was, it was very well fed it was very old um, that his tusks weighed over 54 kilograms that's unheard of You might have 10,000 or 15,000 elephants, but only one in the herd who's so majestic and iconic. I think if you're going to try and claim the conservation card, you can't look at saying, oh, we need to protect the iconic or majestic ones. I feel like this is... is, You you uh, save all of them when you save none of them. Yeah. yeah, Well, you conserve all of
1: them. (laughs) You don't conserve particular ones. It's I mean, unless it becomes a breeding issue. It becomes an issue where you're going to run out of elephants because... Larger ones are being killed and they're the breeders. I know that's a, a big thing with fish is a lot of the bigger fish are, are usually the breeders. You kill them, you lose fish stocks. If that's an issue, fantastic. If that's not an issue, deciding and picking which elephants are your favorites and need to be protected is, is just ridiculous.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, if you want a, a species to thrive, make it something that, make it food. I mean, make it, make it so it can be bred. I mean, how many cows are there and they're the dumbest animals on earth? Exactly. Where are we going next?
1: Oh, let's kind of ruin it a little bit and upset people again. Not too bad, but uh, I'm sure a lot of environmentally charged people are a lot happier in seeing that Shell has uh, abandoned their Arctic drilling campaign recently after uh, spending seven million. Uh, pardon me, seven billion <laughs> dollars trying to get to the oil and natural gas in the Alaskan coast. They've uh, they've shut it all down, and uh, funnily. Greenpeace has jumped up straight away and made a lot of noise about how they've stopped it and that it's because people are against the environmental impact that could be caused if something bad was to happen up in the Arctic, completely ignoring the fact that oil and gas prices are down to the lowest levels they've been in, in, in years. And across the board, oil companies across the world uh, suspending and, and cancelling drilling programs. It's it's not a special thing for the Arctic. It's Yes, it's been very expensive for them, which probably has given them more cause to cancel it because they've already put $7 billion into it and come
0: out with nothing.
1: No company, no business in oh, the world. Oh, they've got a bit of
0: advertising out of well, it, I suppose. They've
1: got a huge lot of, of advertising. I mean, they say no... No press is bad, well, no exposure is bad exposure. Everybody in the world has known that Shell's trying to get up there. They've had a couple of incidents where rigs have come off their moorings and beached themselves, but no major environmental issue has happened up there. Will it happen? Maybe. Maybe not. Probably not. The way that they're being looked at for their work up there, it's going to be very hard for anything to happen.
0: Sadly, um, I'm. I'm not even too upset with with Shell over this one, and even at the fact that they were trying to drill up there for the simple fact that, that this is what they do. That they're they're not. They look at environmental conservatism as, as simply uh, something that they have to do to be able to get the drilling rights that it, they're after. It's good business at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it, it makes them look like oh, we're the oil company. Who cares? Um, what actually irks me the most about this is. is Greenpeace actually trying to put their hand up saying that they've done anything here. This is nothing more than an economic downturn and a company kind of folding even what uh, folding, even well, when they're kind of putting that much money.
1: That, that's it. You know, yeah, people say you should quit while you're ahead. They're a long way behind on this program. I mean, $7 billion, it buys you a lot of work in a lot of places around the world. The rigs they've tried to take up there are specially designed, specially modified to work up there. They've got nothing out of it. That's that's literally all this is. This is a, a money issue. It's we've spent this. We've got nothing out of
0: it. Move on. That's all it is. Um, yeah, I mean, in all fairness, I I, I kind of wish some companies that were in charge of renewable energies had at least some of the perseverance that Shell had if. As soon as they get something written down against them, they kind of freak out and bail. Um, I mean, Shell loses $7 billion. I'm like, oh, okay, that probably Shell, wasn't the best that's idea. That's
1: it. Shell's thrown $7 billion at something that they really didn't know was going to pan out. I mean, they know the oil reserves are there. They know the gas is there. Getting it out of the ground in those conditions is very expensive. And obviously, they put their money where their mouth is and they're happy to have a go. If these renewable energy companies had that kind of money, you would hope that they would be happy to put a bit more effort into to making their systems, you know, financially viable and doable for for everyday people. Yeah,
0: yeah no, absolutely. So back on to the, the the lighter side of the news here. Uh, this is this is my personal favorite story of the week. Um, not from from our, uh, one of our favorite countries in the world of North Korea. Actually, Uzbekistan has made the news. For their farmers have been told to glue cotton back onto the bushes ahead of a state trip. Um, I, essentially, the rundown is that uh, government officials are coming through through the the cotton farming part of Uzbekistan. Who uh, up until this article came out, I didn't actually know there was a, a cotton farming part of it. Um, and the problem is, there's already been harvested. It's already been harvested, taken cotton is gone looking at a whole bunch of twigs essentially if you if you've ever seen a cotton field before um but the state when they come through they want to see almost snow-like fields of cotton everywhere and they've actually been told go back out there and glue it on um this this is right up there with with a lot of things that north korea does but i actually think this one i mean might take the cake it's it's pretty impressive and I don't know if it shows much faith
1: in their state politicians and the people who are running the country when they think they can outsmart them by gluing cotton back to the trees. kind of figured they would have some knowledge of when the cotton season
0: is and when the stuff would be picked. I mean... In in all fairness, do you think our politicians actually know anything about what our farmers do? Nah. (laughs) I feel like a couple
1: of them do. There's one that wears a cowboyish hat all the time. (laughs) I feel like he knows what he's talking about, maybe maybe he's just a crackpot i'm not sure but it it, i mean we've seen similar kind of works along the highway here when the queen was coming to perth all the beautification of the great eastern highway which basically ended up with putting up screens along the side of the (laughs) road so you cannot see what's behind the screens i understand why they want to do it but You know, there's putting up screens to protect the eyesight from some horrible stuff, and there's gluing cotton back to trees. I just, I just think if anyone
0: in, if we happen to reach anyone in Uzbekistan, and you are a producer of fake snow in a can, your time has come, and you're about to make millions of whatever your local currency is, and I have no clue if that's a lot or not.
1: I think they could do well. All right, well, i think thinking, am I gonna ruin everybody's day a bit again? No, I've got an interesting one. Uh, Maria Bertoletti Toldini, who was beheaded in 1716 for being a witch, is apparently going to be getting a retrial 300 years on to find out whether she was a witch or not. Now... I mean I I've never been one to to have much faith in the Italian political and judicial, well, system. judicial system. But this is a bit bit
0: beyond a joke. My, my, it,
1: it, what, where's the statute of
0: limitations?
1: Well, Three hundred sure, years. I'm not sure if
0: statute of limitation applies on the defendant's side. But um yeah. My concern is, I mean, Italy isn't some type of idyllic paradise where everything's running smoothly. No. Uh, I'm sure there's plenty I don't plenty think of... it
1: has been since the Romans. Well, mm-hmm. the Romans first are the time. <laughs> the, 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 the Ro- well, even then it was a bit savage. But at least it ran. And it seems now that they've just lost the plot. I mean, <laughs> I don't care what you say. 300 years ago, you cut her head off. It doesn't matter what you say now. She still has no head, and it was 300 years ago, so you you can't put
0: it back. And and just to kind of give a bit of definition, if you're not familiar with this article, because I'm not sure if this pops up for you, some of the charges that she was uh, found guilty of, um, multiple murders of children, uh, what are we looking at? Making land barren, damaging a local vineyard, blasphemy and heresy, and was even accused of throwing a five-year-old into a pot of boiling cheese. Now, Boiling cheese? Well, it depends what type of cheese it yeah. is, I suppose. Uh, well, it'll be provolone let's be honest. <laughs> but, I mean, my, my thing is, what's the point? I mean, I, I'm not a fan of frivolous lawsuits or frivolous not law right, at yeah. all. This is, this is an a incredibly in-debt country, no doubt backed up with, with their own issues.
1: With actual important law, hmm. legal issues that probably need to be discussed and gone through. Instead, time is going to be wasted on a woman who was beheaded and burned just to clear her name 300 years ago. Does she even have any family left alive that care?
0: Well, I mean, I, I think it said that she was, she was childless or something. So who was who calling for on. this? Here we go.
1: She was probably seen as vulnerable in different lives because of her status as a childless widow. There is nobody sitting around now waiting to hear that she's okay. (laughs) Yeah. Why waste? I feel bad for wasting our time reading it, and (laughs) it's it's, now it's wasted the Italian government's time. It's wasted our time. It's wasted your time. But maybe she'll uh, maybe she'll be
0: okay. All right. All right. So that wraps it up for the news. This is something we're going to do every time and just kind of wrap up what's going on in the world. Hopefully, we find a few more interesting ones. A uh, further note on, on the Uzbeki uh, cotton farmers this apparently was not the first time that this happened and is actually a common occurrence, which is always nice to see. So, if you're heading to Uzbekistan, make sure it's after the end of cotton season so you can make sure to see everything as glued on as possible to really take advantage <laughs> of the <laughs> local scenery. So moving on now, we're, we're actually going to get into the, the debate part of our show. And, and for for this is our first show, and this is the format. And of course, it may change going on. We, we have a, a list of subjects that we, we certainly hope that our listeners, subscribers, or, or probably for the first while, just ourselves will add to. Um, and we're going to randomize it, see what comes up, and, and let conversation ensue. Um, so we'll spin it away yeah. and see what we get. Why adults still play video games.
1: Interesting. It's, it's probably it's, a valid
0: valid subject. This is this is something that it is I mean, believe it or not, to to males, uh, this is something that probably is more poignant for ourselves, although female gamers are definitely becoming more more prevalent and, and more respected. Well depends on uh, how <laughs> kind of
1: respected. I mean I'm not saying anything personal there, but I find my personal experience with females playing games is that they cop a lot of attention that they don't want for things
0: that they don't want. With, um, that, with that being said, unless you're playing Uber, and this is a completely off-topic situation. <laughs> Here's the topic. <laughs> Let's go the other way. Yeah, yeah that's, how, that's how debates work, right? Um, I, I think realistically, if, if they didn't want that attention, I mean, I play most of the time with the mic off. Unless you're playing uber competitive and you actually need to communicate with each other. Yeah. If you're just playing Call of Duty, then let's face it, if you're if you're talking on that, that's either because you're a 12-year-old kid that wants to sling racial slurs out with every chance you get, or you're a girl that lacks the attention of 12-year-old kids singing, slinging racial slurs in a provocative way towards you. Yeah, it. it some of the things I've heard said are just they're, they're
1: horrible. It, it's... And and you know none of these kids who are saying it would dare say the thing to the, anyone's face, or in public in front of anybody because they're scared that their moms would walk them. Um, but <laughs> sidetracked from that, getting we back to um, we digress. W- what? Why? Why adults still play video games? I mean, it, it's it's definitely something that I'd say is. Is probably more our generation than any generation before us. And obviously, the ones oh, coming there weren't the video honest. games. Well, there well, was video games. I just don't think that you they were a social thing then. You don't really play Pong that many times. Well, I don't know. It's addictive. And I, I know, geez, I would have been a, a, a kid when I first started playing computer games, console games. And, and I mean, I think my first console was borrowed off my uncle. You know, there's an adult who was playing video games, and he probably wasn't the most grown up of adults, though. But I think now it seems that it's not really the kind of thing where you've got to be an immature person to be playing it. It's obviously depending on what you're playing. If you're, if you're an adult and you're playing a hell of a lot of Mario Kart, and that's about it, it might be saying something about you. It might just be that you enjoy playing Mario Kart after half a bottle of hard liquor, but...
0: Yeah, I see. I don't know. I, I think it really comes down to what type of game that you're playing. Um, I think if you're looking at multiplayer online games, you're looking for some type of competitive satisfaction that you no longer get in real life. Mm-hmm. I, I know when, when I did a, a bit of a stint playing um, kind of high-level sports... Um, we would actually spend our free time playing video games competing against each other, each other there because we, we lived and breathed competition, god I can't even think of words um, with that being said with, then you also have your your non-competitive single player games which are, are probably more popular to avid gamers and this is once again getting a bit off topic here where you have your different level of gamers, it's not a it's not a zero sum. You either play video games or you don't. I mean, there's a big difference between somebody that's going to spend, uh, I don't know, 30 hours or something playing Call of Duty and is super psyched that they beat a hard campaign um, versus somebody that's going to put 100 plus hours into getting every piece of whatever in a Skyrim or Fallout.
1: Ooh. And. I, I can't argue too much. I did spend what, three, four straight days completing everything I could on. A, oh, uh,
0: I say the last Assassin's Creed, on the one before Black Flag, Black.
1: <laughs> oh dear,
0: yeah. Black Flag. Just a um, just, uh, public service announcement: We are neither racist nor homophobic. Uh, <laughs> but discern uh, <laughs> uh, Freudian slips or just yeah. inability to speak. <laughs> I think that, that was a bit late, but that was very late. But uh, appropriate nonetheless um but yeah
1: um it, it's i think i think you probably hit on it right is it, there's a lot of people who you know maybe they played sports as a kid maybe they did just play computer games as a kid i know there's a lot of kids now who, who don't have much activity outside of a console or a computer game that's that's what they do they, they play they go to school they come home they play computer games that's it and and Hey, i played against hundreds of them, and some of them are bloody good at what they're doing. They've done things that just blow me away in a game, like how can you possibly have spent that much time learning how to do something to be that good? I I don't have the patience for it, but when they get older and they find, you know, adult life isn't quite as exciting as childhood, and, and, you know, you go into work, you do your job, you come home, there's no special acknowledgement of the fact that you've gone and done your job and worked, you just get paid and that's yeah. it. So you, you don't get to level up. And get that, that's it. There's no leveling up. There's no, hey, well, I've been doing this for, for five years. Shouldn't I level up now and become the boss? Well, no, it doesn't always happen like that. So I think a lot of it is probably that it, they can play a game and, and get well and truly stuck into it because a lot of these games now are far more immersive than they used to be. It's the customization down to how you look and what you do, you can you can do amazing things in some of these games where, where it's a pretty accurate representation of yourself, and you can go in and, and spend hundreds of hours playing and doing whatever you want in some of these open world games and you can understand why some people would spend hundreds of hours in
0: there. And I think, I mean, you, you talk about spending, uh, you can become uh, a very customized and very personalized type of character or feature, but I think there, you will actually find that there will be a percentage of the population um, and obviously this will be more prevalent in, in certain games such as World of Warcraft or um, even the old guild wards or mm-hmm. whatnot, where people actually feel more comfortable in those in that skin than their own skin, where I mean, maybe they don't want to be a 9-to-5 accountant, maybe that's just what they do too. Pay the bills, but when they actually they feel more comfortable being, I don't know, level twenty three or Yeah, being being you're <laughs> the destroyer. Um, that's maybe who they feel they are, and and the question is is that appropriate? Um, and with that being said, how many people? I mean, high school is all about not being who you are and giving off a, a face of of this is who I appear to be, and and. That's, and I think that's what we're finding now as video games are becoming more immersive and more intrinsically linked to human life that we are finding these lines between who you are in the real world versus who you are in your comfortable world it is getting a bit more difficult. I mean, I know I, I've played games where your goal is to where you can either be good or evil. And I know give me five minutes of being evil and I feel absolutely rotten
1: uh, yeah, I yeah I've, I've, I've played games with similar similar structures to them where, where you literally have the choice to do whatever you want you get to make the decision and, and the game follows along with your decisions so that if you are evil you find yourself being treated that way and uh, it's it's strange where I, I'd say some people would completely relish that that ability and go down that rabbit hole straight away whereas i, I can't bring myself to do it i mean 99 of the time if i've got the choice to do the right thing or the wrong thing in one of these games i'm doing the right thing and it's it's interesting to see how some people take advantage of that opportunity to do the wrong thing which if they're doing that in the game and not in real life I'm sure that's probably saving a lot of people a lot of heartache and a lot of headache and possibly legal fees and all kinds of other things because when they do it in the game, the consequences are in the game. There's no outside-of-the-world consequences, and if you take that away from somebody, they don't have to feel like they're having to keep it all inside all the time, and if they let that out in the game, fantastic. Yeah,
0: it's... um. It, it, people often make the argument that, that video games may bring violence or anything, but if anything, it, it actually reinforces my, my kind of want to be good. So I'm actually more comfortable with who I am because I know, I mean, I, what the, I, the direct quote I'm not going to get right, absolutely. And this isn't a show about getting things 100% right. the character is what you do when nobody is watching. Nobody's seeing what I'm doing playing video games. My, my wife doesn't care. She thinks she looks sees me playing video games and think asks me if it's the same game regardless <laughs> if I'm playing on my phone my my Xbox well, or on I, my computer. I tried to tell my wife and she could not care less. And it's um, but uh, yeah, it's I, I think I mean there's so many different reasons why people adults play video games. Um, a, a sense of identity, a, a sense of escapism. I mean. It sounds cliche, and I'm sure every generation says it, but, but life, life ain't all that cheery out there. I mean, yeah. we went through the news segment before, and apart from um, uh, witch trials and it Cotton
1: stickers, Cotton stickers and, and witch trials. And, you know, there's a lot of horrible, evil stuff in the world, if you know, if, it, if there's an easy way that you can get yourself out of that world for an hour or two. And be it to be, you know, a blue hedgehog running along a line, or whether you're refighting wars of times gone by, or fighting wars of the future. If that gets you through and, and it you know it makes keeps you grounded and, and normal, then there's, there's nothing wrong with it.
0: And and i I mean everyone seems has seen kind of different memes pop up on their Facebook feed, um, and. Uh, admittedly I, I do follow particularly video game heavy type of uh, channels and whatnot but I, I've seen one that has kind of a, an iceberg and they say the the tip of the iceberg is the movie the, the what's below the surface is the book and a video game encompasses all thing. of it because video games are so much deeper depending on which ones you play I mean if you play Call of Duty or Destiny, you are get about as much story as your average episode of The Nanny. But um, let, let's face it you can you can be surrounded in, in stories and lore and history for for hours and hours upon end, and, and people will yes get get told they're being a bit of a bookworm. But for some reason that's not looked at as such a negative light as being playing hours and hours of video games. It's just a, a different way of Taking that all in That's,
1: that's it, I mean it, It's It opens a lot of people up to a, a lot of different information A lot of different things that you know They might not have been interested in or, or even known that they could be interested in it. I mean, it, there's obviously A lot of games out there now that are based on Absolutely nothing and are just completely Made up stories, but there is a lot That take a lot from history And show a lot of historic information And whether it's accurate or not, if it at least ticks off, you know, lights a light in your brain to, to look into that more and learn more about it, how is that a bad thing? I mean, that, you know, what well, well, can you put on the TV and have a look at TV at the moment? It's mainly regurgitated rubbish movies, regurgitated stuff from the past. I mean, some of them they don't even try to change the name on, they just literally remake the same movie a lot of these games, they're bringing new ideas and new storylines. And, it, and it's not like it, it's, you know, 10 nerds sitting in a, in a bunker somewhere making up these games. These are big productions these days. You know, the amount of money going into some of these games is, is rivaling the money going into movies. They're getting big-name actors to to voice people. I mean...
0: I mean, the, the father from Fallout 3 is, is Liam Nees. You see the the... Uh, the the Forest Whitaker is the narrator who actually tells you how everything's actually going at the end. I knew I mean, Liam Neeson because I picked that the
1: second he opened his mouth. But I mean, people like what? does Liam Neeson cost you as a as an actor? I mean, I'm sure he's not charging much less to be in a video game.
0: And bear in mind, video games. I mean, especially when you can choose dialogue, you, you may be paying somebody for for hours of dialogue that. A uh, consumer may never actually hear or see. Yeah. Um, and I mean, even what's that most recent? Kevin Spacey. Yeah, uh, Kevin Spacey was, was in uh, the, Yeah. And not,
1: not just a small part, just a voice. I mean, the actual character in the game was completely him. That, I mean, if you didn't know any better, or say if you didn't know any better, if the graphics were more realistic, you wouldn't know the difference between that and the movie.
0: Simple and, as that. And let's face it, if if I mean if we invited Kevin Spacey to come on this show and ha- have a chat for that amount of time, I'm sure we would have to pay some pretty big money, but maybe if we uh, get a few more subscribers, we'll, we'll start putting together a Kickstarter project.
1: I think it's about the only
0: way that's going to happen.
1: I don't know. Kevin Spacey seems to be pretty open to stuff. I mean,
0: well, he's open to being on a Call of Duty game. <laughs> yeah, you yeah,
1: you're got to be pretty open to anything if you're going to do that
0: so so far we've been pretty kind of positive about adults playing video games but I mean I will admit sometimes I, I know I need to get shit done and there's things that I want to do with my life and I just see myself playing hours and hours of video games and I absolutely loathe myself for sitting there until 3am trying to get this mythical freaking weapon for me to use so I can kill monsters a little bit better and I think it's, it's very
1: easy, especially as an adult. I, I feel as a kid, it probably wasn't as big a deal because yeah, as a kid, I think your attention span is a little shorter, and what's amazing and shiny one second is very boring five seconds later, and you can go on to doing something else. Whereas an adult, you, you've got a bit more conviction and a bit more staying power. So, you, I, 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 I think there's I definitely times I've put I have to say the easy ones would have been Skyrim, which was horrendous for just sucking days away. And, and you could put it on and eight hours later, somebody asked you what the time is. You've got no idea because you've just been stuck in there. And, you know, the amount of stuff you could have had done instead can really make you feel like you've completely wasted a large portion of time.
0: And I think not only... I think as an adult and this is actually probably true and you hear this quite often about um, teenagers and kids that get picked on a lot when you are using something for escapism it is easy to actually lose yourself to that that alternate reality um, and that's not sustainable as an adult as a kid you know what you could get called a nerd, a loser your, your grades may may suffer a little bit because, Rather than doing your homework, you're trying to catch every Pokemon or trying to get every bubble head fall out or something like that. But as an adult, you, you've got shit to do. There's real life consequences to Absolutely. spending that time doing stuff. And, and, and I mean, let's face it, I, I don't really speak to anyone that I went to primary school with, and, and although they're on the other side of the country, I'm uh, well, sorry, other side of the world... <laughs> I don't actually speak to that many people from high school, so if if losing a social group or social standing as a child, yeah. I mean, you you may think it's the worst thing in the world, but at the end of the day, you're going to grow new bonds. That obviously becomes much more difficult as an adult, so getting lost in a video game can actually have quite dire consequences not only just with your, your work life your, your responsibilities but just your, your enjoyment of your life and, and as you sink deeper and deeper into an alternate reality um, regardless of, of, of if it's hell even Candy Crush Saga, there's people that, that have lost thousands of dollars paying, buying extra lives and things like that. I think what what's important to recognize is that it, it is something that can interfere with your life so like anything, it's done best with moderation. It, it really... I, I I think back,
1: and I, I have seen reports on news stations of people who have... I think the big one at the time was World of Warcraft, and it wasn't kids sitting there playing it, it was adults. And, I mean, I'm not just talking adults 18 to 25, I'm talking adults 18 to you know, whatever age, like it really didn't matter because that that game really sucked in a hell of a lot of people of all age ranges and was very serious. I, I, I could be completely making things up, but I do feel like I've heard stories of people actually physically attacking and killing people over World of Warcraft issues because that became their life so strongly that an attack on their character in the game was a personal attack on them and and they felt that the only way to respond to that was to physically attack the
0: person who did it and, and i think this comes back to, to what we previously mentioned that that you can maybe feel more comfortable in the skin of a, a video game character or computer game character than you actually do on your own you may may turn up for work turn up for school go through the motions and but that's just a, a, a employed to get back home and do what you actually want to do and exist where you want to exist. And the question would be, is is that a lifestyle that we need to start as a society recognizing? Are are there is there space for, for these people that I mean, I'll I'll be honest, there are a lot of people in the world and a lot of people that could do with better jobs and whatnot. And if these people all they're looking for are is ramen or 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 Maggie two minute noodles and an internet connection. Yeah, let's put them in a warehouse see what happens. It'll smell terrible. But, uh, I mean, if that's the life you want to live, why... I mean, of course...
1: It depends. depends. I think it depends. It it comes down to really being an addiction. And you've got to treat it as such with some people because it, it physically is an addiction. Just like they can be addicted to drugs, they can be addicted to... Sex, I've never understood that one. I think we all are. Um, But addicted to to playing computer games. And I I mean, not just enjoy playing it a lot, but really physically addicted. Where, like you said, they go to work to sustain their game playing. If these people are like that, you can't demonise them, you know, tell them that it's horrible, tell them that it's wrong, because all that's going to do is push them further down the hole and keep them away. It really, especially for for some of these, you know, games where it, you can really choose your own life in there completely, make your own actions, do
0: whatever you want to do. Yeah, and even on top of that, if you are looking at a game like World of Warcraft, where you can have a social element, there are people yeah. that have better friends that they've never met. Definitely, it's
1: and to, to forcefully remove somebody from that. It's cruel. It's it's not only cruel. It, it can be detrimental to their life. I mean, there's serious mental health, you know, issues that could be raised by dragging them out of that. And and you know, it, you've got to think for some of these people that life is, that's their life, and work and normal real life is what supports it, not the other way around. So, if you were to get a normal average person who has no interest rip them out of their life, take them away from all the people that are their friends and family and who they talk to and enjoy spending time with, and completely remove them from that, that's going to mess them up.
0: And I suppose, I mean, the best kind of analogy that, and being this our first show, you're going to learn that I like to make a lot of analogies. Imagine you're, you're reading a book that you absolutely love and you're three quarters of the way through and somebody just rips it out of your hand. You'd be absolutely curious. You'd want to know... I mean, people even get kind of uh, uh, anxiety about and finishing a book because they want oh. that, that... I mean, I'm sure... I get it out of a TV series.
1: <laughs> exactly. You go and get to the end of a TV series and you don't know what's happening. It's it's painful having to wait till the next season starts. So when you get a TV series and it ends and it doesn't end in any... You don't get any... You don't get any completion. You don't get any, you know, ending to it that you're happy with. You leave, you know, feeling like you're missing a part Oh, what happened. Uh, That's a very mild case, obviously, because, you know, 10 minutes later I don't care anymore and yeah. I'm moving on. But
0: Thank God for Netflix.
1: Yeah, it's it's something like that. I mean, it's, it is a life. It's not just a game to some people. It's not just a way to pass time, it's the life that they live for. And that's... Whether it's healthy or not, the end of the day, does it hurt other people? You know, are, are they causing dramas with their family? If so, well, then it's worth looking at. But,
0: I mean, if it's not, and that's what they're into, let them go. Yeah, and uh, I think that comes back to, I mean, uh, an overriding societal need to actually understand that people do have... Alternate dependencies and alternate needs, rather than food, shelter, and the social norm. Um, what? What's? Well, I think like, that's it. The social norm. I mean, what is the social norm now? I, I think we're finally figuring out that generally the social norm is not what people actually want to be. This is this is a, a box and label that everyone's being put into, which actually applies to very few people as a whole. Because everyone's got some quirks. Everyone's got some some deviancies about them. Yeah. and it's, I think and I think that's that's come on
1: more once again I'd say probably with with our generation and not so much with the ones before is you know we we were the ones who were brought up being told we could be whatever we wanted to be yeah, and this is something which they, they weren't told when they were kids their parents weren't told that you know their parents and, and them came through depressions they came through world wars we've come into the world. After the major world wars And have been told you know, We can do anything we want We can put your mind to it You can do whatever you want well, And the uh, realism is You can't no, Some people are physically cannot Mentally cannot do anything that they want But in, in video, in the video, video games, games They can be whatever they want They can do whatever they want So it's filling a gap In a lot of people That is only there because it was put there. I mean, it's, that, that, that's looking, well, not so much even at education so much as, as, well, parenting, I guess, and education. is. If you give kids this completely open choice of what they think they can do and not explain to them that people have limitations and, and you know, okay, it, it might not seem fair to tell somebody, hey, you're never going to be a basketball player. But if somebody tells me I'm never going to be a basketball player, I'm going to agree completely because I'm five foot whatever. It's gonna, it's never going to happen. I mean, don't get me wrong, there has been some short basketball players. but I don't think there's been many that short. No, I think there's only one. Was it, was it Muggsy Boats? Muggsy Boats, oh, yes. I feel like they say he was short. He was probably still five foot ten. But, you know, I was told the same stuff when I grew up. You know, I could be whatever I want, I could do whatever I want. What do I want to do? I don't know. I'm 31 years old, I still really
0: don't know. Yeah. I've I had some gonna... playing video games.
1: Well, I'm having a lot of fun doing it.
0: I get to be a, a pirate, I get to be a soldier, be I a get pirate to be a pretty sweet. post-apocalyptic wanderer. I, I think yeah. that's, that's... um. I, think that I feel be like a... being a pirate would be pretty sweet. Well, made, the way they portray
1: it. Well, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of downside to that as well that we don't it's really it's think of. Scurvy and, disturbing of and
0: splinters, not my friend.
1: Well, oh splinters, I didn't even think of <laughs> that one. I, never thought, I thought about all the other diseases they got. and You know, you always had the English and the Spanish trying to kill you and sink your ship, but splinters. I never yeah. really thought about how big an issue splinters would be.
0: Well, we're, we're coming up to the end of our time period and coming up to the probably end of your tolerance for hearing our voices. <laughs> yes. So just in in quick summary, what, what we're looking at is uh, why do adults play video games? And, and I guess where I, I'm coming from is a bit further. Is it appropriate for adults to play video games? And my verdict would be it absolutely is. However, the reason why and the impact that it has on their lives needs to be monitored as any other type of potential addiction or or any other type of I suppose escapism may have on someone's life anything needs to be managed and managed carefully especially something which can be so immersive and take up so much of your life it's so,
1: it, it, it's it's definitely it, it there is absolutely nothing wrong with anybody of any age really playing video games it, it's like you said, it comes down to a controlling how much, how often, and you know what impact that has on the rest of your life. If it's impacting your life in a negative way, well, you need to control that. I mean, as a child, exactly. It's there's there's nothing wrong with a gamble. Some might say there's something wrong with a drink every now and then, but if you're managing it, it it's not an issue. And really, it's it's got to be put in there because it is at the end of the day. It's entertainment. That's all it is. And if you have to be entertained like that for most of your life, there could be issues, there could be reasons. Maybe that needs to be looked at, not just the fact that you're playing games, but why. You know, what, what are you escaping from? What's the issue?
0: That's what needs to be looked at. Oh, well, that's, uh, that's us done for episode number one. Signing off here. Hope you enjoyed it. Follow us and... By all means, give us a subscribe and we'll do our best to give more random rantings and random news articles from throughout the week. And this is Maxi signing off. All the best and have a good one. Have a good one. Bye. Have a great time.